Welcome to Healing at the Speed of Light. Every week, we discuss how laser therapy is changing healthcare and how you can benefit. Now, here is your host and founder of Laser Therapy Institute, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Uh, I'm glad to have you here today. We are going to be talking about thyroid conditions, specifically hypothyroid or Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So if you've got a thyroid condition, you're probably familiar with some of those terms. But if not, well, we'll talk through it. Because if you know somebody who has a thyroid disorder, um, then this could be potentially helpful. Mm-hmm. Potentially. So I'm joined today by the wonderful Christy. Christy is a certified laser tech. She's done laser therapy for years on, I don't know, hundreds if not thousands of patients. Mm-hmm. And uh, my name is Jason Roundtree. I'm a chiropractor and a certified medical laser safety officer. And we are part of LTI. LTI is Laser Therapy Institute, and we are a member organization of laser therapy practitioners all around the globe. Mm-hmm. You can find our clinics by going to our website, lasertherapyinstitute.org. Click on the tab labeled clinics and you will be able to find someone near you. If you need help finding someone near you, you can also uh, fill out a form there or you can email us anytime. Info at lasertherapyinstitute.org. This is our Healing at the Speed of Light episode. So this is po- focused on kind of the patient side of, of what you want to know as a patient. However, if you are a practitioner, I highly encourage you to look at our training programs for laser therapy excuse me, laser therapy providers, uh, and and also look at the resources that we have available to you. And join us at our next webinar, which is yes. going to be happening Monday at... It's 2 p.m. Mountain Time. 2 p.m. Mountain Time, yep. Yeah. So 4 p.m. So, Eastern. Yep, yep. thank you. And time zones always get me mixed up. Oh, me too. Yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll be talking about sports med, and we'll be doing some treatment demonstrations, mm-hmm. and it's uh, fantastic mm-hmm. uh, material that's been put together, and it's completely free. Mm-hmm. So just head on to the website. You should be able to find the link there and get registered for the upcoming webinar. But today, back to what we're supposed to talk back about. Back today. Yes. Yes. So we're going to be talking about Hashimoto's thyroiditis. We'll, we'll talk first about what it is and, and why it matters, how it affects your health. And then we'll talk about this particular study that was done just fairly recently, back in 2020, mm-hmm. and where they did a very interesting treatment to try to help resolve Hashimoto thyroiditis. So what is it, first of all? Well, it is a decrease in thyroid function as well as thyroid tissue destruction. So, uh, and those are paired hand in hand. The thyroid tissue is actually destroyed by an inflammatory process. And as a result of that, the function of the thyroid decreases. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the, we'll, we'll just go ahead and go straight to the, the study to get a couple of quotes here. The, this study, you can find it if you want to, it is titled Impact of Photobiomodulation on T3 T4 Ratio and Quality of Life in Hashimoto Thyroiditis. This is published in Photobiomodulation, Photomedicine, and Laser Surgery back in 2020. And first quote I'll bring to you is, they say, Hashimoto's thyroiditis is caused by an autoimmune attack of the thyroid gland and characterized by the presence of thyroid peroxidase antibodies and thyroglobulin antibodies. So autoimmune, what do you think of when you think of like autoimmune disorders? What does that mean? That you're not able to fight against... 
things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the immune system is your is your defense mechanism, mm-hmm. right? And and it is the way that we fight off bugs, infections, mm-hmm. bacterial things like that, right? All the things. Yes. Just, um, <laughs> autoimmune means that that immune process is actually attacking your own body. Okay. And so there's things that fit into that category, like like rheumatoid arthritis, mm-hmm. where the body attacks the lining of the joints and it gets inflamed and, and very painful. Um, this is the same type of process. So here, for whatever reason, and they say uh, potentially genetic and environmental factors can be mm-hmm. responsible, but for whatever reason, the body starts to attack the thyroid gland specifically. And so you get this over this, this production of these thyroid peroxidase and thyroglobulin antibodies. It's one of the hallmark tests for a thyroid problem. And so that's where I'll make our first kind of pit stop in terms of takeaways Mm -hmm. is if you've got thyroid issues, you need to have the correct testing done. It's critical. It is Mm -hmm. critical. And Mm -hmm. too often providers just don't have enough knowledge on this. And and so they don't order all the testing that is really beneficial for a patient. So Mm -hmm. you need to have testing to measure the levels of thyroid peroxidase antibodies and thyroglobulin antibodies if you want to know if there's some kind of inflammatory process going on with your thyroid. If you don't take those blood tests, if you don't get that done, you don't know. Right. And I just, in the back of my head, I keep thinking of that thyroid storm possibility, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, where it just, just gets out of control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now that was more typically a hyperthyroid okay. issue where the thyroid goes high, it produces too much of its hormones. This Hashimoto thyroiditis is kind of the opposite. That's okay. where the levels actually decrease. Drop. Yes, mm-hmm. but thyroid storm can definitely be an issue for some people in that hyperthyroid category. And that that right there often leads to this Hashimoto's thyroiditis down the road. It's just not something you want to play with. You right. want to be really thorough with the testing and, yes. and whatnot. Yes, absolutely. And so if you've had blood testing, oftentimes the only testing that's done is TSH and T4. And those are important. You need those done. But that's just a part of the puzzle. That's not even half of the equation. So you do need to have good, complete blood work done to check your thyroid levels. So that should be T3, T4, TSH, and then these antibodies, thyroid peroxidase and thyroglobulin antibodies. Those should be tested if you're having some kind of thyroid symptoms or some kind of thyroid suspicion that there's something wrong. And that will tell you, do you have issues with hyperthyroid or hypothyroid or or are you good? And it might be something else. But those are the tests that should be done before you draw any conclusions as to whether or not you have thyroid issues. Right. So uh, they go on to say that with this autoimmune attack, you know, um, the the thyroid is um, is is destroyed, at least to some degree, and impaired in terms of its function. They also say that steroids or anti-inflammatory medications does not help in decreasing the destruction of the thyroid gland. So, you'd think with something inflammatory, if you had an anti-inflammatory medication, it would at least, at least decrease it. Right. But it doesn't. But it doesn't. Interesting. No. Yes, it is. Interesting. They go on to say that uh, that levothyroxine medication, which is just artificial T4, basically, uh-huh. which is one of your thyroid hormones, that replacing that, so using this levothyroxine and selenium supplements, may reduce the thyroid peroxidase antibodies uh, in some patients. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really help 
the condition overall. So um, they go on to say that no current treatment for this underlying pathological mechanism is available. There's not a treatment that will reduce this inflammatory process. Really? No. So you can you can you can have levothyroxine to help replace the thyroid hormones that are not being produced anymore, mm-hmm. but there's not a way to stop the process. Hmm. So is that why people are on this medication for life? Yes. Okay. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes this is caught when it first starts or, or fairly early on because you have you have um, uh, a good number of symptoms that come along with this. You can have uh, a lot of fatigue. You can have depression. You can have um, hair loss. You can have weight gain. There's all kinds of different thyroid symptoms that can come along, whether it's on the hyper or hypo side. Mm-hmm. Um, but oftentimes, we'll see people that complain, hey, I cannot lose weight. I've just been gaining weight. I'm nonstop tired. Um, I've got extra hair showing up on like my chin and stuff like that. You know, I mean, weird things, especially for, for ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, right. and, and those, you know, you start Googling those symptoms and it's, it's pretty clearly uh, that it could be, you know, potentially a thyroid issue. And so people go and get checked out. And I have a patient right now that went and got checked out for these kind of symptoms was told, hey, you're, you're going to have you have thyroid problems, and then was told that there was nothing that could be done. They just had to sit there and wait for the thyroid to destroy itself, and then they could medicate her. That doesn't give you much hope. No. No. No, not really. Mm-hmm. Now, now, people can be very stable on thyroid medication. If you get the levels right, it really can be. But then, yes, you're on that medication for life. Mm-hmm. And, and it'd be nice that if you, you know, were able to spot an issue like this if there was something that could be done about it. But as they say in this study, there is no current treatment for that. And then once you've got it, it does require long-term levothyroxine treatment. So you're, you're on drugs once once you've got that confirmed and you've got thyroid impairment, you're on those medications forever. So I don't want to do a spoiler alert, but does this mean laser therapy can help and get, I mean, obviously there's potential. For laser therapy. Well, there must be, or we wouldn't be talking about this study, right? Yes. So don't, let's not leave them hanging. There's no hope. (laughs) There there may be hope. There may Mm -hmm. be hope. So uh, before we get into this particular study, how it was structured, what they did, what they saw, uh, one more word on why all this matters. Because Mm -hmm. some people may be saying, okay, well, I know there can be symptoms and, 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 and whatever, but what does it really matter if I have thyroid problems? Well, T4 and T3 are the hormones that are synthesized in the thyroid gland. They affect the metabolic rate of most cells in the body. Mm-hmm. So if your, me- if your metabolic rate of most cells in the body is affected, that means you have widespread symptoms. Right. Right? I mean, right. everything from energy level to sleep quality. It's um, going to be diminished drastically. Yeah. Ability to focus. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just all, all kinds of things. So we're talking about almost every cell in your body mm-hmm. that can be affected by thyroid problems. So this is very important. Very important. Thyroid is such a small thing, but it's it impacts, like you're just saying, the whole body. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, now, now T4 mm-hmm. is mainly what's created uh, in the thyroid, and then it is actually converted um, – into the metabolically active form, which is T3, out in the body. And so uh, that's why these medications are just T4. Okay. So 
Uh, most of that you don't really have to know, but in case you already have this disorder, you're kind of wondering, well, hey, I haven't heard about T3. Well, it's because the body can do a pretty good job of converting T4 um, into T3, even with thyroid destruction, because it happens throughout the rest of the body and the other cells. So as long as you have a certain level of supplementation, mm -hmm. especially selenium, that can happen just fine. We're going to talk about that a little bit more here in a second. So in this study, what they did is they took 350 patients, which is a pretty good-sized sample group. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 350 patients, uh, all of whom had thyroiditis, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, all of whom were on hormone replacement therapy with levothyroxine took this whole section of patients and they split them into two groups. Now group one received dietary supplementation that included vitamin D and iron as needed and selenium, which is a really key supplement for the thyroid. Mm -hmm. And they also received photobiomodulation or laser therapy as we know it. Mm -hmm. Group two received the same dietary supplementation, the iron, and the vitamin D and the selenium. Again, all of those were as needed. So blood tests were taken, and then if they were deficient on vitamin D, if they were deficient on iron, then they got those supplements. If they didn't, then it wasn't needed. But everybody did get selenium. Mm -hmm. And so this second group also did not get anything else other than the dietary supplementation. So we got group one with laser therapy and dietary supplements, and then group two with just supplements. Right. Right. Um, and it was actually kind of an uneven split because they had more patients that got laser than didn't. So a group of 210 patients got the, the photobiomodulation and only 140 patients were in that second group that did not get photobiomodulation. That's interesting that it wouldn't be an even split, but well, there, there had to be a reason. Yes, and, <laughs> and if, if I am thinking about it correctly, I, I think they wanted to err on the side of treatment versus mm -hmm. no treatment because of the potential for improving these patients. And so um, now if, if you're new to our podcast, we're not talking about destroying tissues with lasers. We're not talking about surgical lasers or cosmetic lasers. We're talking specifically about laser light that is operated at a low enough intensity that it helps to stimulate healing rather than heat or destroy tissues, right? right. We're not talking about you know, doing anything surgically. And if you haven't heard about lasers used in this way, that's okay. A lot of people have not. <laughs> but lasers at the right color, mm -hmm. the right wavelength, can actually stimulate a reduction in inflammation and can promote tissue regeneration. And so the idea here that they did with these patients is they were going to use lasers to try to stimulate a regeneration of the thyroid and reduce inflammation. So they used a continuous wave 850 nanometer laser and they did about, uh, about two joules um, over let's see, eight target points of the thyroid. So they took eight different spots and put just a little bit of light. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is very, very low dose. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit of light. They did this twice a day for three days in a row. Okay. Which is kind of an interesting that, treatment schedule. That is. Yeah. That is. So I was very interested to see what they found. So they, they did this laser. There were no side effects, mm -hmm. no negative side effects at all um, in either group. And either the the dietary supplementation or in the um, um, or in the laser therapy group, they say there were um, no patient that experienced any side effects at all. 
And in group one, so this is this is now three months after this these three days of laser, right? So, so it's just three days. Three days. Edit, that's, that's it. it. Okay, and then they mm. followed up after three months. Exactly, okay. yes. So in that group that got laser, T3, the T3 levels, the T3, T4 ratio, vitamin D, selenium, and iron levels all increased significantly, and thyroid peroxidase antibodies and weekly levothyroxine dosages decreased significantly. In group two, group two only had supplements, right? Right. They also saw that you had improvement in the vitamin D and selenium and iron levels because they were on supplements, mm -hmm. but the T3, T4 ratio and T4 levels did not change significantly. So they concluded that photobiomodulation or laser therapy is 70 times more effective in increasing the T3, T4 ratio, which is a good thing, mm -hmm. and 15 times more effective in decreasing levothyroxine dosage than dietary supplementation alone. That's significant. Yes. Mm -hmm. And when we say decreasing levothyroxine dosage, that is really important because that means that some of these patients actually discontinued. They say, we established a significant reduction in patients' needs for levothyroxine LT4 replacement therapy, which mm -hmm. suggests improved thyroid function and regeneration. All patients, all patients demonstrated a decrease in levothyroxine dosing and 60 of the patients or 28.5 percent of the patients stopped using levothyroxine completely by the end of the third month fascinating so almost 30 percent of patients were able to go off their thyroid medications and that that offers hope like yeah that offers a lot of hope big I time know people think I mean, you know people who are on thyroid medication, mm -hmm. and you know it—it's not something they enjoy, and not something they look forward to the rest of their lives. But if there's something that can be done to help potentially get them off of that, that's huge. It is. That's huge. Yes, yes, it is. I mean, most of the time, you're you're given, you know, if you're even given anything, you know, any any kind of hope, it's just that hey, you're going to be on this medication now, and hopefully, we'll get mm -hmm. your levels balanced out. Um, and, and it's a heck of a lot better to have your levels balanced out and be on the medication than to not be. Right. But it's also, it's just like one more thing that mm -hmm. piles up that you then have to do and you cannot miss. Exactly. You know? Not miss, and then there's the expense. Mm -hmm. um, are there, I don't know, because I'm not on the medication, but have you heard of any uh, side effects from the thyroid medication? There can be. There's a help for it. Yes. There can be adverse side effects as well yeah I think. basically every medication can have adverse mm -hmm. effects now, this particular medication really doesn't have adverse effects because it's more of a supplement you're supplementing your body's hormone levels mm -hmm. however it is quite easy to do too much of this especially mm -hmm. when you're figuring out your dosage early on so if you end up putting your dose too high you can actually end up with hyperthyroid mm -hmm. symptoms and then you have to dial it back and so oftentimes patients get into this and there's this big seesaw of symptoms that happens as they go too high in medication and then it's too low and then they finally kind of reach the right point where they got it figured out um, but then things can happen that change your dosage there and and there's people all the time that struggle with maintaining a good level thyroid level does physical fitness and health determine dosage you think no or not at all it's just not how the thyroid of. functions yeah 
not that we know of. I was just curious. Yeah. yeah. I believe that the more fit you are, generally the better your body's control of these autoimmune conditions is. I, I don't have any evidence, though, to say that that really affects things like thyroiditis. Mm-hmm. So I would think that if you're more fit and you have better inflammatory control that you know, you're less likely to have thyroid issues. But like they said in this study, genetics right. and environmental factors play a big role here. And we can't control any of that, really. No, not really, no. There's so much that we can't, you know, you can try to control a lot of the environmental factors. Right, but, but bottom line, it's difficult. It, it, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you don't know what you might be exposed to in, in so many cases. That, right. You know, maybe we weren't exposed to things like this 100, 200 years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. So... Now, they go on to say, as part of the final kind of conclusion here, that there was a reduction of thyroid peroxidase antibodies in this series of treatments, which is indicative of a decrease in autoimmune response against the thyroid, meaning that the body stops attacking the thyroid. At the end of the third month, there is a decrease in actually in both groups, both the dietary supplementation and the, and the laser therapy group. But the antibody levels in group one were significantly lower than group two, which is attributed to the anti-inflammatory effects of photobiomodulation. So I do want to emphasize that oftentimes supplements can be quite useful mm-hmm. and, and should probably be a part of a thyroid regimen. However, it's not enough. We know supplements are not going to be enough. Taking selenium is good, but it's not enough to stop this process. You know, taking vitamin D is good. It's not enough to reverse this thyroid issue. Mm-hmm. So certainly check it out, but but don't rely on, on dietary supplements mm-hmm. to really solve this one. Um, so in, in final conclusion, I would say, you know, this certainly sounds amazing. This is a larger population study. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so at, at what point do we start lasering everybody's thyroids, you know? Um, I will say, go ahead. Because, you know, I know treating patients that if they don't have a thyroid issue, you do not want to even get near the thyroid. So you don't want to unnecessarily laser or apply laser to the thyroid. That's true. So that's got to be the right way to do it. Yes. You know, like they've done in the study. It's it's got to be done correctly. And, and yes, uh, applying therapeutic laser to the thyroid is considered a contraindication, meaning that you're really not supposed to put laser on the thyroid. Because there is a risk of in kind of uh, stimulating the thyroid and causing that thyroid storm, like we talked about in the beginning. Now we've never actually seen that happen. Mm-mm. It's just a theory. Right. Um, actually, there are now six studies like this one that show amazingly positive results for putting laser on the thyroid. But you're right; it has to be the right settings. It has to be the right mm-hmm. kind of laser. If you want to replicate what these guys did. Um, what they saw or what some of the other studies saw where 60% of people went off their thyroid medication completely. Um, so then it's not you've got you to be able to just do it home. You don't no, want to just find no, something. Don't go find a laser pointer and start like <laughs> doing one of these or, yeah. or something like that. No, there, it needs to be, it needs to, you need to have the right blood work done. You need to have uh, a laser practitioner to really kind of help watch over this and, and, and do realize this is very much experimental still. Mm-hmm. So you may not find that everybody out there is uh, willing or able or even aware that this might be an option, even if they do laser therapy. Um, So uh, chat with one of our LTI members. 
they are the most likely ones that will be able to talk to you about this and decide if this is something that could be right for you, for your loved ones. And be aware that this is still very early on. But this is a pretty large study. We've got now, this is the sixth study that has been done on this, and all of them have shown positive results with no side effects. So at what point do we start getting some more knowledge about this? I mean, why, why hasn't this been publicized? Right, right. I mean, we're the only ones out here really talking about this, really. There's some other thyroid um, uh, educators and, and possibilities out there that, you know, folks that are talking about this too, but not much. Why isn't this being spread more? Because you hear more and more of people dealing with thyroid issues. Absolutely. Even yeah. here early on in the, the study, um, they talk about the incidence and prevalence of Hashimoto's thyroiditis are increased in the last decades. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's more and more affecting people. And more and more people are now on lifetime supplies of levothyroxine. Why aren't we looking at this more? Mm-hmm. I think it's the money. Sometimes the medication is just easier. Medication but is easy for people to prescribe. It, yeah, exactly. Not for people to take, but right. for somebody to prescribe, it's very easy to just write a prescription and then deal with it or refer them to somebody else and then let them deal with it. But the fact that this gives hope for reversal and healing, I would definitely encourage people to check into it. Yeah, There's no harm in researching mm-hmm. and looking into it and seeing if it's right yep. and just following the research to, to see how much more it, it progresses. That's right. So. Yeah, we, we do, of course, want to see more research, but mm-hmm. at some point you have to start saying, all right, enough's enough. Let's go ahead. Let's do something about this. Let's look into maybe trying this out mm-hmm. because it appears to be very effective. It right. appears to be very safe. Um, and certainly if it helps people get off of a medication, why How not? is that bad? Exactly. Why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that's yes. all I've got today. Okay. Well, that was a lot. It's quite a bit. It's pretty exciting stuff. I'm looking forward to seeing more studies about this coming out. Um, well, it gives hope. It yeah. just gives hope. And that's one thing I love about laser therapy and the research that we're finding is it offers an alternative and long-term solution. Yeah. Yeah. In a lot of cases like this, it certainly does. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in a couple weeks with some more research. Okay. Subscribe to this weekly podcast for more great information. Find a certified laser therapy clinic near you at lasertherapyinstitute.org. If you're a healthcare provider, check out our practitioner-focused Laser Therapy Institute podcast. Thanks for listening.